Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus Murray from Black, Married, and Debt Free. And yes, you have heard correctly. Shira Murray and I have decided to step out into the podcast world to share with you some really, really dope content. For those of you who do not follow us on our YouTube channel, shameless plug, Shira and I are a 30-something millennial couple that paid off over $110,000 in debt in 2017. And we are passionate about sharing exactly how we did that with others. Okay, so we're going to be talking about finance. We're going to be talking about real estate investing. We're going to be talking about debt freedom, early retirement, all that good stuff like that. But see, it's a little different with us because Shira and I like to put a little swag on this topic. So yes, you are in the right place. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus. And Shira. Shira, and we're here with Deidre, also known as Slay This Debt. Yes. And hey, y'all. we're just going to be, you know, having some good conversations and just talking about finance. This is something we all love, all three of us love to do. So we're just going to uh, just, just have some fun and have some good conversations. Awesome. You know, I'm really excited to be here to talk to y'all. Y'all are such an inspiration. I'm just so proud of like all the amazing things that y'all are doing in the community and just in your life. The real estate company that y'all just started, the podcast. I'm just so just proud of y'all and excited. I have like just pressing questions. I know that the audience probably wants to know. Um, So let's just jump into it. Um, Let's talk about your real estate investments and your strategy for retirement, early retirement. Are y'all trying to retire early or like, let's talk about that a little bit. The goal is definitely to retire early. I know I want, you know, to, to be done with work. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. But we, we looked into Ashara presented uh, the real estate idea, you know, just doing some research on her own. She presented to me when we were still trying to pay off our debts and, uh, you know, we were looking at people that were saying, hey, you know, they, they, they were going 100 percent real estate and getting buying rental properties and, and holding them and, you know, having the renter pay them off for them and then using that as the source of their retirement. So I really liked that. I was like, you know, that that sounds good. So I kind of went into it after she gave me that idea. I was like, well, let's just do that. But Shara being as wise as she is, <laughs> well, let's. Let's let's just do that some and then let's just get in the market as well. So that's currently our strategy. Yeah, that's certainly our strategy to, you know, have money in the market and with and have our uh, rental properties. And so, um, yes, Marcus shared. We started doing our research while we were in the process of getting out of debt. And so um, when we finally got out of debt, we kind of already had a plan in place as to how we would move forward with acquiring our first property. Awesome. So it's amazing that y'all were already thinking about that, even though y'all were in debt. And by the way, if y'all are new to their story, they paid off their mortgage, which is amazing. And it was a mortgage in California. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We live in California. We live in Northern California. Um, we, We have a condo. And so um, we were able to purchase it kind of when the real estate market was, it was, you know, tanking, it was going down. Um, so we got it at a, at a pretty good, good uh, price. And we felt that we were, you know, able to just take it on and pay it off. It was awesome. So where did that, where did that concept come from? What made y'all decide like, Hey, I think we should pay off this house. Yeah. So 
um, as we've shared, like in, in other videos, we kind of hit a tough financial spot where we had more month than we had money. And we just were in this uh, really difficult place financially. And um, it was in that tough spot that we really started to um, devise a plan as to, you know, what are we, go what are we going to do? And a part of that plan was I would re-enter the workforce. Uh, Marcus ended up um, finding a new job that paid a little bit more money. He started tapping into his talents and um, started um, uh, using his abilities to uh, do some side hustles to make some more money. And when we started to make more money, we knew that we needed to be to be wiser and we needed to make better decisions. And so. Um, when I returned to the to the workforce, we had this extra income and we started to talk about what we were going to do with it. It's like, are we gonna buy a car? Are we gonna move into a bigger house? You know, but it was um, let's let's take on this debt and let's just knock it out. And so that's just kind of um, how the conversation right. started. Right. Deidre, can you share a little bit about your um, your journey to debt freedom and um, just talk about all of the wonderful things that, that you have going on. Oh my goodness. Well, for me, we kind of stumbled upon our debt-free journey. I got out of the military. I was pregnant with our fourth child. It was a complete surprise. And I remember going to check to see how much daycare was gonna be. They wanted like $1,600. And I was like, okay, no, this is too much. So I got out of the military and our behaviors didn't change. So I was still going to Starbucks and all that good stuff. And um, yeah, long story short, I ended up kind of stumbling upon Dave Ramsey. We ended up getting out of debt and we did that by my husband pretty much increased his income or our income increased. And we ended up paying off over $80,000 in 24 months. And it was a lot of side hustles. Um, my husband worked security for the Super Bowl and for the Masters, which is a popular golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia. Um, he did a lot of security jobs at like colleges. And then I started my YouTube channel. I also did a few things on Fiverr and just did little, little things here and there, but it all added up. And yeah. so in the end, we ended up paying off over $80,000. And then after that, it just kind of, I don't know, everything kind of snowballed, but the opposite way. So we ended up purchasing a house and we got a good deal on it. My husband ended up getting um, orders. So we ended up moving and within seven days we had a renter, which was just amazing. Um, so we purchased that house, the property value increased and it just catapulted our financial journey. And um, additionally, my husband did get promoted. So he went from enlisted to officer. And then, of course, my YouTube channel picked up a little bit. So it's just been snowballing ever since. Um, we've officially been debt free for two years now. And when I look back at the things that we were able to accomplish, it's just amazing. But I tell people all the time that it's not all about just getting out of debt or living so frugal like you know, it's just penny pension here and there. You have to, at, at some point, you have to increase your income. So, yes. yeah. 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 I think that's good, too. Uh, that, like Shire said, with us, the increase came first. We knew we needed to increase. That was the first thing we realized. And then after that, that's when we said, okay, but let's be smart with it. So it is a Absolutely. kind of, you need, you need both of those. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I know we spoke off air. Uh, you're looking, you guys are looking to do, to do more rentals or get more rentals? Absolutely. And so originally the plan was because we were following Dave Ramsey's, you know, baby steps, we wanted to pay off the house. And so we were just throwing everything at the mortgage. And I was starting to look and kind of crunch the numbers and it just wasn't making sense. Like for us, we plan backwards. So we decide what we want the end goal to be. We, we decide what we want our life to look like. And then we plan to make that happen. Well, the numbers just weren't adding up. So instead of paying off our house, now we have decided to go ahead on and pick up another rental property. Um, it's just something about, I mean, we are very blessed that we have, you know, renters that are paying and all that kind of stuff because you do hear horror stories. But it's something about getting that check every month and watching that the property value go up, watching your net worth go up. It's just, I don't can't explain it. I can't explain it. And so because of that, I want another property. So that's, that's the goal right now. We're just saving up aggressively to get another property. Yeah. Congratulations on that. that. Thank you. And congratulations to y'all too, because I know y'all just bought another property. Yeah. Thank you. We got the second one. Uh, We we invested actually out of state. So the first one, we we live in California. The first one we bought in Greensboro and uh, we got a renter in there. It was about what, maybe 10 days, 14 days. It was was very quick. So the second one, we, we did that in March of 2018. And we got uh, the second property in October of 2018. And, you know. That's that awesome. One, that, that, that one posed, a, you know, a, a little. A little challenge. Bit, challenge. Yeah, a little bit of a challenge. To purchase okay. property, like, in fall, yeah. in the winter. So that's one thing we learned, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of times families aren't moving mm-hmm. um, in the dead of, you know, fall or yeah. winter. Um yeah. So we did have to make a mortgage payment. Right. Yeah. That took a that took a, <laughs> a took couple a months to get a renter to in get there. a renter. But we finally have someone. So we're certainly um, happy about that. Um, but I like how we when you're sharing um, in your story about um, how you have been flexible in yeah. your in your plans and you know making sure that you are you know working or talking with your husband to make the best decisions you know, for you and your family, even if it's, you know, unconventional or it doesn't follow, you know, the advice of a particular person. So I think that that's great. Yeah, we, it was really, really hard to get out of that Dave Ramsey rut that I was in. It was like, I would see the numbers and I knew that what we wanted to do made sense, but I just couldn't get over that hump. And it seems like as soon as I stepped away from that, things just started to flourish because really based off of Dave Ramsey's advice, we were not supposed to even purchase that property right. because my husband is active duty military. So just going against the grain, it actually worked out in our favor. So Right. Yeah. When it comes to finance, what we like to stress is that there's no one size fits all. And um, there's, you know, lots of money gurus. And a lot of times if you read their books, a lot of times they're, um, their thoughts on things conflict. So like you have Dave Ramsey, then you have someone like Robert Kiyosaki, total opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, but there's like good takeaways that we're able to, to take from people and just take, you know, what, what you need and, 
yeah. I think that's always a good thing. Yeah, we went through that same thing because when we got the first house, the goal was, okay, we're going to pay, pay this off. off. And then we started, Shire started saying, you know what? I'm not paying this yeah, off. Yeah, so same thing as you. <laughs> wait, wait. Somebody else to do it. Yeah, let's let somebody else do it. Yeah. And, and really, it's very little money out of our pocket. Right. And we could just do it again. We could do it as many times as we, really as we want to. So right. I think that's 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 good that you were flexible. We, yeah, we, we, have, struggle we struggle with that, with that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And so what I like that y'all talked about was um, like the second time that you purchased the house. I remember in your video, you said that the second time you kind of felt like you knew what you were looking for and everything. And so I was wondering, what were some of the things that you learned with the purchase of the second home? Like what are at least two or three things that you learned? Yeah. So I would say, well, one thing is we, we financed it differently. So for the second property, we did um, conventional like loan, so you save 20%. Um, whereas the first property, we used um, a HELOC, so we to- chose a different method of, of financing the second property, so that had some a learning curve. Um, but uh, another thing that we learned is be careful to purchase a property in the winter (laughs) or when it's cold, you know, because people are less likely to move. Um, But another thing is, you know, when you're purchasing properties, you have to be in a financial position to handle the responsibility that comes with it. So, you know, we took on this property with knowing that we might have to make a mortgage payment and we're in a financial position to be able to afford it. It's not ideal. It's not recommended, but it didn't pose a a hardship. Um, And what else did we learn? You know what I I learned is, or what we both learned, it's important to study your market uh, because I know now that to go with a three bed, two bath. And and that, that, that is kind of an industry standard. Uh, you hear a lot of people say because with the second property, we went with a three bed, one bath, and I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. let's do three bedrooms." You know, we we good. Yeah. That too kind of posed uh, a bit of a challenge. We're trying to find a renter because your average American would like two bedrooms, especially if you're going to have three two bathrooms. Uh, two bathrooms, excuse me. Especially if you're going to have three bedrooms. So, I think three two is a is a is a is a good minimum to have. Is, you know, or three one and a half. That's, well, yeah. But it depends. You may be in a niche where. A two ones are selling or renting out really good so it all depends but yeah, that's why I think I, it's important to study your market yeah I think that it might have contributed to the property um, taking a while to find a renter but at the end of the day everybody needs a place to live yeah and so you gotta live somewhere if it's the one bathroom you're just gonna have to make it work <laughs> so um, but yeah I think that certainly contributed to it taking a while before yeah. we found someone that's interesting because we have a five bedroom, four bath, and I don't think we went into it as smart as we will the next property. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I was scared, like, you know, rent is high, our rent is high, it's about $2,000 a month. And I don't know, I think we really lucked up with the location because it's like in walking distance from like Starbucks and there's a Chick-fil-A close by and the schools are amazing. But had we, I, we would never purchase a rental home that big ever again. <laughs> yeah. So, so you hit the the nail on the head with the setting the market and everything like that. So it's it's always like you said. It's always room to learn. And then, uh, just the the process was a little simpler because we had the uh, we had the team, as I like to call it. We had uh, more. Uh, a real estate relationship. Yeah. yeah, we had built relationships with our real estate agent, with property manager. Uh, so that made things a little smoother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that helped too on, on the second property. 
but I know you guys. So, so Deidre, do you guys manage? You manage your own property? Yes, I manage my own property only because um, the property is considered, I don't want to say an A property, but I think I would consider it an A property. There's not a whole lot of things that needed to be done. I did originally have a property manager and I was having to manage the property manager. Mm -hmm. So now I just manage it myself. It's so much easier that way. However, if we were to get stationed out of sea overseas, then I would probably hire a property manager. So do you think you'll get your third property in the same area, the North Carolina Greensboro? It's a possibility. Y'all seem to really like that area. Yeah, I like it, but you know what, DJ? I a little birdie told me about Montgomery, Alabama. But you know what? what, what while we have you here, uh, DJ, the reason why uh, I heard Montgomery was good is because there's two Air Force bases in the area. Now, me and Shar have conflicting views on mm-hmm. the Air Force base area. Are, are those do those usually produce renters, or are people so in and out that it's hard to get a renter? I would say renters. I would say military base, you're going to have, or post renters, definitely. I mean, people do purchase, but mostly, especially in that Alabama area, I would definitely say renters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's another one we kind of have on our radar. But Greensboro is, is, is just really good. It's, it's been nice. good for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're thinking about getting one in Colleen because we're getting ready to go to Fort Hood. And it's hard for us to find anywhere to rent right now. Like if we want it to rent, it's hard to find some place to rent. So there's a need for nice housing. So Yeah, how did you get into the meal prep thing and how is it how has it simplified your life? <laughs> yeah, okay, you guys, I am passionate about meal prepping. So what ended up happening was okay, so now I work from home, but I feel like there was a point where I was spending so much time cooking, cleaning, like doing all that housework, all that, and it was kind of rolling. It was kind of like conflicting with the time that I needed to do the work that I needed to get done. So the more time that I have to do these passion projects and to, you know, make money, the more money that we're going to make, right? So I just decided one day, like, okay, I'm going to cook for the week and that's going to, you know, free up some time. And it worked like a charm. Like my kitchen stayed clean. We didn't eat out as much. I was spending more time at the house instead of going to the grocery store for like onesies and twosies. And I mean, when I say my budget, my grocery budget cut, like I wouldn't say in half, probably about 35 to 40% because I was spending less time at the grocery stores and less. And when I say food budget, not just grocery budget, but food budget, we weren't eating out as much either because there was like that guilt factor like you know if you have all this cooked food at home why why do you really want to you know eat chick-fil-a i mentioned chick-fil-a a a lot because that's like my favorite (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so now what we do i mean we get really excited about it i mean we're passionate about it we get like i mean it's lit in this house on sundays (laughs) so we call it meal prep sundays like that's actually what (laughs) what we were doing earlier curry chicken rice um pan seared thighs salmon like we cook stuff that we're excited to eat so yes I've, i've saved a lot of money a lot of time less dishes less electricity so wow now dj let me ask you this because i'm always this is the thing that always scares me so day five, are you tired of the meal? Is the meal not tasting the same? I mean, how do you? How does that work? <laughs> no, so we cook a variety of things, and then normally I'll do like one freezer meal, or I'll have like 
convenience foods on hand just in case. So right now, our favorite convenience food is Trader Joe's um, chicken fried rice and their orange chicken. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that, but if you ever go to Trader Joe's, just try it. It tastes okay. legit like Chinese food that you just went and, and, and purchased. Gotcha. So um, yeah, after all the food is gone, then I'll turn to either a freezer meal or like a convenience meal or something like that. But yeah, day five, still tastes amazing like still yes we've been doing this now for a while we've not had any complaints got you nice so um were you able to continue to cook some of the same meals that you cooked before you started meal prepping or have the meal selection kind of changed yeah i would say so so right now because it kind of like you have your ebbs and flows and you'll have your things that you eat and then you may get tired of preparing that meal. So then you try some different things. So right now, my husband and my kids are really into like nachos and like tacos. And then they turn that into something called like a taco ring. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just amazing. We just find innovative ways to just keep it fresh and, yes. and all that kind of stuff. Now there are certain meals that I don't like to eat because we ate a lot of it mm-hmm. when we were on our debt-free journey, like spaghetti <laughs> 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 or pasta salad. I can't, I can't even. But now like that we're doing like steaks and salmon and pan seared tilapia it's it's amazing so and also (laughs) also we ended up going to a restaurant one day and we spent a lot of money we went to bonefish grill i don't know if they have those where y'all are we spent a lot of money and i was so disappointed i was like never again never again never again so some of my favorite like restaurant items i just google how to make it or i'll youtube it or pinterest it and so now i'm making like dupes of the things i was spending a lot of money on so nice nice did you ever post um any of your of your recipes not recipes because okay so my husband laughs at me right i am not good with like measurements i always tell him that like when it comes to seasoning food i just wait for my ancestors to be like that's enough and then i'll stop so i don't feel like i can't tell people like how much salt or how much pepper to put on something because I don't ever measure, but I do have videos on my YouTube channel of me cooking and preparing foods, though. So that's about the best I can do. Yeah, yeah, I I hear you. (laughs) What about y'all? Do you cook all the time or do you meal prep or what do you do? Because I know, Shira, you're, are you a nutritionist or a dietitian? I, I I have my bachelor's degree in dietetics. Okay. So I work for, and I work in that field. Okay. But I don't, I don't like advise anyone <laughs> on their nutrition, though I could, and I have the education to be able to assist in that area. Um, but we don't, we're not doing meal planning right now. Yeah. I mean, we plan our meals, mm-hmm. but, but not, I'm not hardcore. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure I could probably look into that. Right, right. We, we definitely could, could clean it up a little. Yeah. We've gotten better uh, recently. Just with the whole, you know, just just trying to simplify things. We buy yes. we buy groceries for the week on Sunday, and then we kind of know, okay, we're gonna have a meal that will take us through two days of the week, and then after that, we we'll make meal number two, and that'll finish out the week. And so we kind of have that plan. But I like, I'm, yes. I'm I'm interested in the in the idea of just all right, we just gonna throw down on Sunday, and then we have it ready. You know, yes. so I think that's Love really that. cool. Yeah. 
Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and rate this particular podcast on whatever platform you're streaming this. Rate this five stars. Write great reviews. Anything that you can do to help us, we really, truly appreciate it. All right? So for Black, Married, and Debt Free, this is Marcus Murray signing off. Until next time. All right? I'll let you guys later. Peace.